All right, guys, we have a very special announcement. It's official. The Bases Loaded Pod is joining the Roto Baller Radio Podcast Network. A little bit about Roto Baller. Since 2013, Roto Baller has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy addicts their fix of player news and cutting edge fantasy analysis. If you didn't know, Roto Baller's 2020 MLB draft kit is already live. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools, including printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points, head-to-head, dynasty, roto, AL only, NL only, you name it, they've got it. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools. These draft tools include printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points leagues, head-to-head, roto, dynasty, AL or NL only, you name it, they've got it. They also offer rankings and projections from the number one most accurate industry expert, Nick Mariano. Not to mention access to their exclusive rankings wizard. Like I said, there's 15. Those are just three. So there's so much more to check out. For a limited time, get your MLB premium pass for 50% off. But wait, it does actually get better. Right now, you can get an additional 10% off if you use promo code BASESLOADED. Just visit rotoballer.com slash BASESLOADED to sign up for your premium pass today so you can dominate your leagues tomorrow. Is loaded and one out. Oh Our my god, deep to right field, way up there, and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slash. Hello, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And tonight, I am joined by George again. You can follow him on Twitter at Roto underscore Nino. It is a Mike and George just run of podcasts lately, man. What is going on, my man? My man, my, <laughs> my just my everything. You are me more. How's how about that, buddy? Oh my gosh, dude! I, I'm I'm flattered. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm doing good though, man. I'm I'm all right, as good as one could be right now, given what's going on. But I'm just happy to be here, continuing to talk baseball with you. It is 1 a.m. Eastern time. Um, there is a, again, last podcast, it was 50-50. There was like a 70-30 chance Sleepy K gets, catches some Zs tonight on this one. <laughs> um, we are going to keep it simple again. This is uh, episode 80, 89, I think, already. Crazy. Oh, man. We're getting, getting close to that 100. Getting there. getting there. So close. If you include the other stuff I do with Matt Williams, uh, it'll be out. Technically, it'll be 100 episodes probably a little sooner, but. So we are coming up on 100. We'll figure out something special for that, hopefully. But if not, oh, well, we'll just have fun. We'll just keep plugging along. But like I said, tonight's episode 89. And before we get started, just a quick reminder, hit that five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Other than that, guys, other than that, we'll just jump right in. And this is going to be part two of the last episode where <laughs> we are going team by team. This time, we're only doing 15 teams again, not 30 like I promised last time. We're going to do the other 15. And it's going to be the NL this time. We're just going to basically go team by team again and discuss players that gain or lose value, mostly gain value from um, the work, from the work stoppage, from the you know lack of games. So without really wasting much time, we should probably just jump right into it, huh? Let's see. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> NL East. We'll start with the Phillies. NL East Phillies. What you got for me, man? Uh well, let's see. 
uh i I don't think there were very many like question marks regard like regarding the phillies as far as like injuries go i mean other than andrew mccutcheon uh you know he wasn't really ready to start the season quite yet so uh maybe now once we get a new opening date um you hope be ready to go i'm that's the only name that comes to mind as well I've got to ask you, like, I was kind of nervous about Sir Anthony Dominguez as far as, like, taking the job, you know, from Hector Neris again this year because we've seen him do it in the past. Obviously, there's elbow discomfort. There's a chance he ends up getting Tommy John. uh, I haven't really read about much on him as far as, like, recent news. Right. Do you think Neris' job just became safe with that injury, really? Yeah, so I I liked Dominguez as a you know a, a setup man uh, for a team that hadn't really done much at all to address its bullpen. So yeah, absolutely, I was I was kind of in on on Dominguez and and him coming back, but he did have a setback to that elbow. So I'm not too sure about that now. I think you know it's like who else is going to close? No, no one. I think it's it's uh, Neris's job to keep for the the, the whole season. They're just going to ride with him. So. Um, Pavetta, Pavetta will be relevant again. <laughs> oh man, say that jokingly, but I mean he has the stuff to be a, probably a crazy great closer. So I mean, if if you count, you know, ruining people's teams as relevant, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, there's always, but there's always that one guy that's like, like you know, Dylan Bundy's getting another shot at this. You know, this whole being relevant thing. Yeah, so, you know, everyone's getting excited. I mean, Pavetta could be relevant again. I mean, uh, the the thing is, like, we're excited for Bundy because he's finally out of Camden Yards. Okay, and you tell me if Pavetta's not a clo- if Pavetta was a closer, you wouldn't be excited. I would. Be. Uh, I mean, he's he's got to earn it. I don't. I don't I know. know. I was <laughs> I was halfway joking, but I mean, at the same time, how many times have we seen a good starter or at least a player that was supposed to be a good starter turn into a really good relief pitcher slash closer? I mean, Drew, uh, we have Pomeranz doing it right now. Corbin Burns kind of has looked really well, really good in a. Uh, Relief role, so it's just it wouldn't surprise me is all I'm saying. Not yeah, I'm yeah. Saying Liam Hendricks, Liam Hendricks is a kind of a perfect example there. Joe, um, Ke- but, Joe Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. we, we can do this all day. There's always just fa- failed starting pitchers that turn to relief pitchers. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'd love to see that, but uh, we'll see. I'm just saying. I guess that's what came to mind because Pavetta just continues to haunt us. I, I it's kind of where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, moving over to the Nationals, there is nothing here for me. I see nothing that gain that changes real any real value. Maybe Carter Kiboom not getting enough reps to prove that he deserves a job in spring. Mm-hmm. That would be the only thing because that team is kind of loaded with guys that can get the job done while he gets better. But how much more does he need to do in the minors? We've seen him hit three hundred plus, two at least two eighty plus in multiple stops. So yeah, yeah. So we saw that Max Scherzer was kind of dealing with, um, what was it, a side discomfort kind of thing because called, of a change? It was called fatigue, okay? Uh-huh. Don't, you, don't you make it sound worse than what it was, all right? I'm a, I'm a Scherzer guy, so. <laughs> yeah, so now with a, with a shortened season, does that, does that give you more confidence in Scherzer as far as him holding up? Oh, see, he actually, I shouldn't have said there wasn't much here because he's actually, I think this whole pitching staff, really does actually gain from this because now they get that rest that most teams that didn't go to the world series, you know what I mean? Like they get the extra rest that they probably needed. This mm-hmm. is almost like a full off season for like, they go from having a shorter off season to a full off season now, you know what I mean? So I think this really helps as far as like the, like 
the the health the, uh, the potential for you know staying healthy i think this helps all their pitchers in particular scherzer and strasburg because we've seen corbin stay relatively healthy over the last few years since coming back from injury so that's my thoughts on it yeah but i don't know why i said there's nothing because i think that whole world series hangover is no longer a thing to be to consider yeah and and i think i think um recently kind of you know right before everything kind of shut got shut down I think we saw Trey Turner kind of confirmed as the leadoff guy. Was that uh was that something there? Yeah, that was a uh, interesting little turn of events because Soto or Soto, Ro, Ro, yeah, Soto was confirmed. Robles was supposed to be leading off, but I guess they realized you know the best they like Castro in that top four, and Castro was a solid hitter. And you put you know you put Turner, Eaton, and Castro ahead of Soto. There's more on base potential there. Robles isn't the best OBP guy, so I guess I'm not too surprised. Plus, you know, the injury kind of derailed him, and as far as getting the reps, probably prove he was ready. So yeah. I – obviously, I was already kind of down on Robles at his price anyway, and him not leading off is very interesting to me. But obviously now, who knows? Maybe this helps him. Maybe he gets a chance to prove with an extended time off that, you know, all this extra time to think about it. They might tinker. Who knows? I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe he really just isn't leading off, and that's just going to suck for that's just going to suck for his owners because I don't own any shares of Robles. Because again, his price just wasn't ever a, a point for me to feel the need to go after him. So, yeah. All right, that's I don't know if that's anything you wanted to add to that. I think that covers them all. The yeah, Mets, I think that does it. The Mets. This actually makes things murky for me. I'll, I'll give my thoughts, but I'll let you go first. Uh, I think of the Mets, and then the the first thing I think of is. I mean, it's good for Michael Conforto, um, you know, and the, but you also consider that now maybe Cespedes is in the mix. Um, yep. Brandon Nimmo uh, should be good to go. I mean, you know, if they get everyone healthy, that was already kind of a crowded outfield. So uh, what does that do for, for all that playing time there? That's exactly my concern. Like, I think Nimmo was kind of a, an, a sure thing atop that lineup. At least on the strong side of a platoon, you know, against righties. Yeah. But other than Nemo, that outfield, like you said, J.D. Davis goes from having more of a sure thing to kind of, well, like what if everyone's healthy? You know, what Jed Lowry might be back too. I mean, I know he's been an ongoing mess, but what if he makes it back? That's just another, mm-hmm. that's just another person to kind of get in the way. So there's a lot going on there. I mean, this is actually one of those things where it turns into kind of what we had. We had an idea of what to expect to I have no idea. JD Davis might have actually lost value, and I hate to say that. I, I will still I will still draft him because I think his skill set will play out or will shine through and you know kind of keep him ahead of like the Dominic Smiths of the world. But I would I mean with Cespedes coming back and more likely to be back and ready now with this, I do I am concerned about JD Davis, and I hate to say that because again you know if anybody knows anything about me, it's I love JD <laughs> Davis. You do. You sure do. And a lot of times we see like in situations like this, like we could have seen someone just, we could have seen like JD Davis just start the season and kind of run away with the job, you know, kind of um, let his performance just kind of keep him there. But yeah, I mean, if we start the season with everyone just kind of, you know, a clean slate, everyone's healthy and what does that do? So JD Davis did hit a home run, like one of the final games before the shutdown. So that was kind of uh, fun, but yeah, no one cares about spring training stats. So, <laughs> uh, we can move on from there. Oh, of course, my computer's not working. Moving on to my Marlins, and 
it's taking forever to load, of course, because why wouldn't it when you know everybody's home and taking up the internet at one a.m. Um, <laughs> I got. I guess Alfaro. I'm gonna talk about. I guess that's the only thing. Alfaro was dealing with like a little bit of an oblique, and instead of kind of being behind, he looks like he'll just slot right back into that lineup and be the starting catcher. Other than that, kind of business as usual. I do see that they swapped Brinson in for Cooper, which really upsets me because I thought Cooper. Brinson always does this every spring. shows shows out a little more, and I know you were talking about his plays been getting better each and every year. And as a young player, sure, maybe he's finally you know, proving that he's not all talk as far as like a pro, you know, with his prospect pedigree, but man, I don't know. I, I, I was, I was really liking the idea of Cooper starting that lineup, but I, I guess I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you as, as far as Cooper goes, because he was even, uh, I believe he was even saying the right things as far as like wanting to lift the ball, because he's one of those that when he does hit the ball in the air, like he hits it really hard. He had, you know, really good as far as, uh, his exit velocity on line drives and fly balls, it was his ground ball rate was just uh, sky high. And, you know, he had, it was, it was, he had, he had a ton of ground balls. So he was kind of saying the right things as far as, you know, wanting to make those adjustments. So I was kind of right there with you. And then here we have, you know, Lewis Brinson playing well as usual uh, in the spring. And yeah, last time we got together, I kind of mentioned that uh, over the last couple of years, just, even just incrementally, his contact rate has gone up um, little by little over the last couple of years. But Which you want to see, yeah, yeah, and it's still uh, still not where where you'd like it to to be. But um, who knows? I mean, he's only twenty five. I mean, it could be could be a late bloomer. My thing is, is I'm over here getting upset that the Marlins are doing the right thing. They're actually letting their young guy with top prospect pedigree play. Like, that's what they should be doing. And from a real-life perspective, I like the move. But my fantasy – because I actually have some shares of Cooper in deeper formats as, like, a bench piece and in TGFBI. And I don't like that pick anymore. I went from feeling really comfortable with it to, like, well, I guess – I mean – and unfortunately, again, this makes – not unfortunately. I mean, this makes sense from a real-life perspective. You got you want to see – you want to make sure you really know what you got there in Brinson before you move on from him. Because, you know, right. they have Monty Harrison in the minors. They have – other guy, Misner, Meisner coming up. They have other players, Blade. You know, the, the like they. I can keep going. Their their minor leagues are loaded, and they don't want to. Like they shouldn't leave any stone unturned. So this is a smart move on their behalf if they actually do make that. You know, whole Brinson getting the the run at right field type of thing. Yeah. But obviously, for a fantasy perspective, I'm not a huge fan of it because again, I that's just self serving. I have a lot of Garrett Cooper shares. The Braves, I'm just – everything's not loading nearly as fast as it was. I pay for upgraded internet, and it's not upgraded right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I purposely upgraded. Um, the Braves have Cole Hamels, but – like, coming back from a shoulder injury, a strained shoulder, but it's not even a guarantee he'll be back in time. What do you think about Cole Hamels' situation? Oh, man. Uh, Cole Hamels was – one guy in uh, the TGFBI drafts that, like, in the late rounds, he just, like, I would – I'd be so close to drafting him. It was, like, round after round, he would still be there. So, I mean, I, I like Hamels if he was healthy. I'm just – I'm not – haven't seen any updates as far as, like, if he was going to be – because the last – last as far as I was concerned, it was, like, what, May? Around May that we would possibly see him. Um, I'm not sure if there's been, like, anything – 
anything since. Last thing I want to bring up about the Braves. What do you think this does for Austin Riley? Riley was, you know, it was said Camargo was going to beat him out for the job. Riley had to go to AAA mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, get right for whatever reason because, you know, they can't let him continue. They just want the extra year of, of control. I get that. But do you think that, like, obviously, I guess it all depends on what they do with the whole time manipulation thing with the minor leaguers, kind of a holding pattern with Riley? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, how much of an opportunity is he going to get this season? I'm not sure. It's yeah, and it's the same thing with a lot of these guys kind of on the fringe. Um it's just how much time are they gonna have? Uh is there's just so much yet to, to be determined as far as what MLB is gonna do. Speaking of uncertainties, let's go to the Reds and everything <laughs> going on. Like you thought it was a you thought it was a mess before. Nixon Zell is gonna be back and is he's already back and healthy. Now he's definitely healthy. Like he was already kind of healthy, now he's fully healthy. Uh-huh. You have, you know, you have Akiyama who says that they say that he might not play every day, but when he does play, he'll lead off. And I just don't know what to do here. What are you, what are you doing with the Reds? Oh man. Uh, the thing is like, I, I like Senzel, but um, yeah, I, I, I like Senzel, but it's hard to, I mean, it, it, it's hard to project more than what they're giving him here. Um, as far as the depth charts go, they're they're giving him a you know 466 plate appearances um, on fan graphs. It's really hard to project any more than that with considering you know everything that they've said about Akiyama and and what they you know paid him to bring him over and yeah I mean I don't know it's it's a tough uh, tough situation there and then you have uh, Eugenio Suarez I mean he was going at a discount and now he's going to be back and healthy he was already kind of making his way back I believe right before the shutdown. I wonder if Senzel will get the strong side. Uh, sorry, the weak side of a platoon with Winker, because Winker, you know, being a lefty, if maybe that's gonna be one of the platoons he gets, and then maybe he'll be the weak side of a platoon for Akiyama as well, type of thing. So somehow between the two, then that's where he'll get. A lot. Well, it doesn't make sense because that would be the weak side of a platoon for both guys. But I'm just trying to find a way for Senzel to get his uh, at bats. But I don't see why Senzel wouldn't get a shot over Winker. I think Senzel is better than him in all facets of the game. So yeah. I'm surprised to see maybe that's more of a, pro- a product of Winkers being healthy all spring. But that's why it's like maybe Senzel gains some value here, maybe, but it's just too early to tell, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. That's don't true. Know. And, you know, considering considering the Reds, like in the position that they are in, you know, trying to, to go for it now, I look at someone like Rysel Iglesias and, I, you know, I – I was pretty concerned about him coming into the season already just because given, uh, you know, how he did last year and they have guys, you know, they have Michael Lorenzen, Amir Garrett, Robert Stevenson, now Pedro Strope. I mean, every single game for these teams that are are competing, you know, every single game is going to count. Every single game is going to be critical. So maybe these guys that are, you know, maybe don't have as as long of a leash in the ninth inning. Maybe we see them pulled uh, faster. Maybe we see them get the hook and, and someone else step in, you know, quicker. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? I think that's very interesting. I mean, again, it's the closer situation, the closers. This makes you, this, again, this goes back to, like, I know Fast is actually really against this, Alex Fast. Really against mm-hmm. the whole, we're drafting closers wrong thing. But this makes you want one of those top four, top five guys even more. 
Just one. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't want two of them because I, I refuse to give that much draft capital, but I want one of like the top four for sure, because regardless of what happens, you know that they have a pretty strong grip on the job and those guys being actually, see, I'm not even confident in hater. I think, you know, with Knebel coming back and Burns being a multi-ending guy, potentially, or Peralta, I just think Hader could fall back into a multi-ending role. So I'm not so, so I'm actually avoiding Hader at his draft price because I'm afraid of that. So maybe I'm overthinking it with him. So it's really – I really want Chapman, Asuna, or um, who's the other one? Yates. Yates, yes. I'm, I'm avoiding Hendricks because I don't trust the A's to ever <laughs> – I don't know. I feel like every year with them it's like – a flash in the pan closer. So I don't trust uh, Hendricks. And I think that's, um, oh, and Taylor Rogers, I'm like mixed that I'm like mixed on him. Like I'll take him, but he's not, he, he's usually a little cheaper than the other guys too. So that's another reason why I'll take him. But I like Kenley Jansen's price right now. Mm-hmm. He's a guy, he's a guy that's really grown on me after seeing his velo up. I think it was whoever you, it was you that mentioned that you and Mike were talking about it the other day. Yeah. The last podcast. Oh, wait. That was a podcast that we couldn't get aired because the audio quality was trash. But yeah, right. Kenley Jensen has gained some B low and it's made him very intriguing as a closer. He's back to throwing what he was because he went to driveline in the offseason. So, anyways, we're not at the Dodgers yet. You can revisit that conversation. But going back to your closer question, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. Very, very interesting between the guys that should be dealt at the deadline, when that deadline is going to be now. And as far as like the leash for competing teams closer, like a guy like Iglesias where we saw, I think he blew like six saves last year. You know, he's not going to get the same leash this year. So, yeah. So that's something worth mentioning or monitoring the pirates. Literally the only thing I noticed when I looked at them, Stephen Brault, he's like a no name innings eater for like draft and holds. I own him on teams. It's the only reason why I look at him and saw him. Otherwise, his injury – like, they have Derek Holland, who's just as serviceable, if not even better, as a uh, as a fifth starter for the team. So, I'm not really – nothing really changes here. What about you? For you, anyway, anything? Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I was a little concerned with the shoulder thing with uh, Musgrove that uh, kind of popped up during spring training, but – Heck, I mean, no, we're looking at two, two, three months later. Um, yeah, I don't really have any any concerns there. I'm still like, you know, uh, all in on Musgrove. Other than that, I mean, kind of going last year. So I, you know what I do? I double down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can stream him right at all. Do you remember the side text? Like I would be texting you in our group chat. And I'm over here like, oh, didn't start him tonight. He threw a gem. Okay, I'm going to start him next game. He gets blown up. And it was like every time I'm like, I'm done. Like you kept – you streamed him pretty pretty spot on. I kept streaming him literally for like the better matchups that he would get blown up and the worst matchups where he would pitch a gem. I wasn't starting him. I was like, I quit. Like, I, So I, I just figured, you know what, this year I'll just double down. Oh, man. Him. Yeah, you know, I, I remember so many, so many of those, you know, instances where Meltdown. like I – yeah, I would, you know, I would text like – Oh man, like you know, Musgrove has you know, uh, four or five strikeouts, uh, no runs through three innings, and uh, you know, eyeball emojis, and then like the next inning he gets blown up, <laughs> or or the whole like oh he you know he had seven strong he did seven and like with like six Ks a win a quality start and I'm like yeah I sat him or yeah I dropped him so right I would go pick him back up and then I would start him the next game against like a really bad opponent and he would get he would get torn apart and I was like I'm I'm like this is really it's so deflating and just upsetting. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh, 
right right yeah um oh man i'm back i'm back on the musgrove train yeah same here i'm just moving on with the cubs now and other than nico horner again just again back to the whole it's just going back to the whole um minor leaguer thing i there isn't much here for me kimbrell i'll see him you know bounce back but that's just a what to watch for on the team not really uh who's affected by the prolonged uh thing so you got anybody i think that was like the only one that really came to mind for me um no yeah i mean um we can, we can talk about names. I actually drafted Kipnis on a team late because I was like, oh, he's supposed to be getting some run early in the year. Yeah. And now that might not happen. So I guess that would be uh, something. But I've got nothing, man. Yeah, no. I mean, there's nothing um, as far as um, value changes here with this team. There's not really too much. Not really too much. I mean. St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> then. Yeah, we can go, <laughs> go ahead and go on to the Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals. I'll let you just speak on them because again, I can do this all night. I just don't want to keep taking it all. <laughs> yeah, uh, with the Cardinals, going back to you know the prospects that we've mentioned, uh, Dylan Carlson. Does this make him, depending on what MLB decides, does make him likely to you know go ahead and start the season up with the club again? What do they do with that? Uh, kind of like the the red situation. What do they do with that outfield if if Matt Carpenter? is healthy he's ready to go he's playing third base you know that puts uh, Tommy Edmond Dexter Fowler uh, Harrison Bader Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas Dylan Carlson I mean I just rattled off a bunch of names and we're only looking at three positions out there in the outfield uh so that's something that that we'll need to watch going into the season it's so upsetting I just want Edmund to play every day and he's not going to like Ross Resource thinks that Edmund's gonna be the starting left fielder over O'Neill and Lane Thomas sorry I don't buy that because they've already said that Edmund's pretty much gonna be the super utility guy so yeah Matt, Matt Carpenter's back was an issue early in spring he was he looked to be past it and now the extra time to help him get his back right and now he's not sweet now he doesn't have to swing the bat in the cold weather though right that's another thing. Yeah. How cold weather affects start, you know, that that's actually something that I was going to start looking into here. Now that we have time is players that start off, you know, who take a little while to get going. Is it weather affected? Is it just that they need more plate appearances to, to get things going? But yeah, guys that start off slow, um, you know, in, in March, April, and then get going. I mean, uh, how does this change? What kind of effect do we see with this this change in, in as far as the start of the season with them? So that's something um, maybe keep an eye out at, in the coming weeks that I'm going to start looking into. Carlos Martinez is another name going back to pitchers on innings limit, most likely. He just gained a bunch of value probably from this. And would you rather have him or McCullers? Man, Martinez or McCullers. I, it's for me. It's McCullers, but now I want to say McCullers. I do. I want to say McCullers. Okay, Carmart or Musgrove? Musgrove. I wasn't sure how high because I actually moved like this. This whole shift in stuff. McCullers was such a. He, he was so good. And he was looking good in spring, but he was just so good prior to the injury that it's like you remember he was like a top fifteen guy consensus or maybe top twenty consensus going into the year. He got hurt, so it's yeah. like I I moved McCullers ahead of Musgrove. I haven't moved Carmart ahead of him, so it's really weird. So I'm with you, but I, I mean, I'm with you on the Musgrove over Carmart. So, but 
anyway, my point is, is just I've really moved up Carmart a lot. I'm trying to think of another couple names in that area. Carmart or, or Ryu? Oh, man. Um, uh, there's, there's one right answer here, okay? I, I think I'm going to go with Ryu. <laughs> no, 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 that's the wrong answer. Stop. Really? Uh, I just don't. I don't trust the health. And then the move to the AL East, that's never good. And the worst ballpark and – I can. I mean, there's just there's a lot to not like for you, and I'd rather take the shot and car. It goes back to my argument of why I'd rather have Lozardo over Lance Lynn. You know what I mean? It goes back to that. Yeah. Personally, for me, um, that's just a personal preference. I get it. I totally understand the Ryu pick there. I just think it's the wrong one. Um, yeah. Time. Another thing to um, consider here with with the Cardinals is Miles um, Mikolas. I don't know what kind of timetable he was on. But him going back into the, ro- the rotation, uh, does that push? Uh, does that push Kim? You know, to to the bullpen. Uh, Dakota Hudson. You know, what does that do to that rotation? Who I'm, I'm not too sure. And then the closer situation. You know, I mean, they we still hadn't gotten a definitive name there as far as uh, closers go, and then we got Giovanni Gallegos kind of penciled in there. Ryan Helsley was another popular name. Uh, as as far as closer candidates go there. So, yeah, it's still still a lot to be determined here. Ponce de Leon, looked, I've been hearing a lot of positive things about him in the spring training, too. I'm surprised he – I guess he couldn't beat out Kim for this. Well, it doesn't matter because, like, like you said, I think Mikolas comes back. But even if Mikolas comes back, how um how interested are you in him? I mean, I know, he, you know, he's obviously dealing with the injury. And then he was talking about throwing more sliders. Like, he was trying to – be a better strikeout pitcher, I guess, or at least have a better strike throwing pitch. And I don't know. I just – I'm not really interested in them regardless. Like, injured or not, I, I really didn't plan on having many, if any, shares. Yeah, same here. Same here. I'm just uh, kind of right there with you. Gotcha. So that's kind of boring. No disagreement. Last team in NL Central is the Brewers. And that was another bullpen – not bullpen, another uh, rotation that was just unsettled. Who do you think like, now with all this extra time, does it just get healthy? Like, does Lauer get right? It was Lauer, right? That was hurt? Yeah, it was Eric Lauer who was dealing with an injury, and we kind of saw that as maybe an opportunity for someone like Freddie Peralta or uh, Corbin Burns to go ahead and, and get a spot there. And um, Council, the manager, he – he pretty much confirmed that both Peralta and Burns were going to make the team. In what capacity, he didn't specify. He wasn't sure. Um, but they were going to make the team. So it was kind of just a, a foregone conclusion that, hey, I mean, Lauer is, is hurt. So one of these guys is, is going to, you know, step right in there. So, I mean, yeah, now, now with Lauer, uh, if, he's, if he's back and, and he's healthy, um, that possibly pushes them both uh, back into the – the bullpen, but I think we were, see, th- this is the thing. I mean, we don't just, we just don't know how much time these guys are going to get because even before the lower injury, I mean, we were taking a shot on Peralta and, and Burns as, as guys that, that could take over a spot in that rotation, just given the question marks after, you know, Woodruff and maybe Hauser. I mean, you've got Brett Anderson and Josh Lindblom and Eric Lauer uh, Anderson, who, you know, has struggled throughout his career to, to stay healthy. It was really a surprise that he pitched as many innings as he did last season. You know, so are we still taking that shot, hoping that maybe they do go into the rotation at some point? I know that 
like Burns, we we liked as someone who, regardless whether it was as a set in a setup role, a long relief or, or starter, the, to someone that we can hope to give you strikeouts and and, and rate good ratios. How are you looking at these guys now? I drafted Burns tonight. Not sh- exactly sure what to expect either. I think regardless, they hold value to a point. Like remember Pomeranz, kind of the role that you you know if you're drafting that guy, it's for ratios for the Ks, and I think especially Burns, I think he offers that solid ratios, good K rate, and he'll be in the multi-inning role. And I think that goes actually goes further into Corey Knebel coming back from TJ. He's a year removed from TJ in, what, early April? That means he yeah. should be back. That means he should be back and rehabbed by the time the season starts. How crazy is it to really think that he's – I mean, he's only one-inning guy. He's not going to pitch multi-innings. Between, you know, between the the – Lack of a lack of depth at starting pitcher and having all these multi-inning guys in the bullpen. What are they, like, why why would it really surprise anybody if he was back to being the bulk ninth, ninth inning guy, the twenty save guy versus you know maybe not thirty saves, maybe twenty saves. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but would it really surprise anybody? It shouldn't. Hader was obviously they prefer to use Hader in a, two, in a multi-inning role anyway. Uh-huh. So why not take a shot at Knable late in drafts? You know, I might drop Burns for Knable. Why not? I think because if you're chasing saves, Knable could be a sneaky little name and he should be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, he, Knable was someone I was keeping an eye on regardless just for the points that you just brought up. I thought that maybe if we started the season on time, um, I, I, I didn't really have too much worry about Hater. I was still uh, drafting him just because I thought that, I mean, if he's going to start the season as a closer – you know he's gonna get he's gonna get saves to start the season, and then maybe they decide they don't want to interrupt that. You know, take him out of that ninth inning role. But yeah, I mean now this definitely if if Knable starts the season in the mix as far as you know him being back and ready to go. I mean that's definitely uh, definitely throws a wrench in things there. And what, there's there's just all these guys that we like is just man, it's um yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> And then you have Luis Urias giving us false hope because Arcia was, like, shining in spring. Does Urias come back and take that job? I would like to think so, but, I mean, I don't know. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, when we had talked about some guys doing well in spring training last week, um, Arcia was one guy that we brought up who I think he was – was he leading spring in home runs? I think he was one of the top two or three guys. Right, he – he was right up there as far as home runs go. He and made a swing change, apparently. So, Yeah, yeah. The only thing I kind of took from it was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> does this push Urias, you know, does does this push him down? And do they give Arcia more playing time there? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of unknown there. So, But it's just one of those, I guess, Urias' values up in general just because he's healthy. But it might not be, it might not be all the way there because – Arcia did kind of earn the starting spot, so to speak, you know, with Urias not playing. So, yeah, we can move on to the last division, your San Francisco Giants and the NLS, but we're not going to start with the Giants. We're actually going to start with the Rockies so I can get my rant, my, my, <laughs> my typical rant out of the way. All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a brief break and we'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. And we're back. I'm not going to even bother ranting. It's just a mess. We honestly had zero – I shouldn't say zero. We had little to no answers as it was. 
and I don't know if we're going to get much more at this point. And if you look at it, the only thing is, is I think all, all I see is more questions being added. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Rogers, their former top prospect, he should be coming back from, you know, he was kind of already working his way back or already on his way back from the injury. And now he should be good to go. You would think or roughly good to go by the time they start the season. That's just another option for their infield. That's already overly crowded, but. Other than Brendan Rodgers, this team is just a mess, and I'm I'm, I'm sick of them. <laughs> sick of all of it. It's just a mess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty yeah. sick of you know seeing the Ian Desmond and Ryan Tapia and these guys. You know, don't blocking. Say don't say the name. Josh <laughs> freaking Fuentes. Josh Fuentes. Oh man, he's, he's on the roster. He needs to be off of it. Yeah, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a great you know guy but as far as fantasy goes get him out of here trust me. <laughs> i i get i get the whole well you know this is his livelihood this is beyond baseball i trust me i understand it for real life purposes i have i obviously have no ill will against him but for all intents and purposes as far as fantasy goes i he's the bane of my existence so that's it yeah just my daily my daily josh fuentes josh sorry my josh freaking fuentes rant all right, that's all. I just want to make sure I had it. You can't go an episode if I talk about the Rockies. I can't not mention it. So, Of course. The Padres goes back to the whole pitching thing, man. Mackenzie Gore, I have no idea. Right, yeah. And um, I, I think just kind of it's, – it's been a theme here, talking about value changes and stuff. But I think just the biggest thing here is with pitching. Um, and, yeah, you're right. I mean, Mackenzie Gore, what, what happens there? Um, it's going to be interesting to see which teams are, are aggressive with their prospects once we get more clarity on the season and which ones decide, you know what, you know, just get, get more work in, in the minor leagues for, you know, the last few months that we have, and then we'll bring you right back up next season. So we'll see. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I'm not, I don't think there's really too much else here looking at the Padres. I mean, as far as the roster goes. Well, it all goes back to the pitchers. I mean, does Paddock – Paddock was already kind of being – you can argue he was being overdrafted. Does he now justify the draft position this whole spring now? Yeah. Like, does, like th- this obviously now the innings aren't a concern. He was going to be given 180. He's definitely – I mean, he, he probably won't even need all 180 now. So, there's, you know, there's that going for him. So, you got to think, like, at the very least, he justifies where he's being taken, right? Yeah. Do you, would you move him up at all? Like, I don't know where you have him. I have to go to your ranks. But going back to Nola, Paddock or Nola? Um, I, th- I think now now I go Paddock. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, Paddock or Morton? <sighs> oh, man. I go Paddock. That's just me. That one That one is close. Cause oh, I, I, I take up I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one is close. But I think, you know what? I, I think I'm going to go with Morton. I don't blame you. I'm just I'm going to shoot for the upside. Um, Paddock or Kershaw? Oh man, see, I I was really coming around on Kershaw. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna lean Kershaw still, but it's like you could literally take Paddock, and I wouldn't. I can understand it. Yeah, that one. That one's tough. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with Paddock. Ooh, okay. And the last guy here, I'm, I'm not gonna. We're done with the who would you rather, but I think Garrett Richards gains a little value. Just a guy, another guy coming off. Injury expected to have some innings limits. He could be interesting. He obviously showed the 
the strikeout stuff in 2018 in in 76 innings showed it in all of eight innings last year. So we will uh, see where that goes. But he's always been a guy with decent ratios, and he pitches in a good ballpark now. Decent team around him. And, again, the innings limit, he doesn't have to worry about it so much. So I think he's a guy for late in drafts. Like, could be good. Could be better than we expect. I just drafted him tonight as well, so maybe I'm biased. <laughs> uh, you're Giants, man. This, Giants. This is your time to shine. <laughs> this is my team. I mean, I'm actually – I mean, it was going to be a really long season as it is. So you, um, so you, so being a fan, you gain value because you have to watch less games. Got exactly. It. Being a fan of the Giants, I can just say, hey, let's just move on to 2021 now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean – as far as these Giants go, um, Tyler Anderson, they signed away from, from Colorado this last season, and, and he, was, he wasn't – he had knee surgery. Um, he wasn't ready to start the season. But now uh, he should be ready to go by the time we get an opening day. So it's going to be interesting to see if they decide to go ahead and put him in the rotation. Uh, that takes away the possibility of maybe someone like uh, Logan Webb starting the season with the team. Maybe they won't just give him more time seeing as, you know, they're not going to be competing this year. So you'd have a rotation of uh, Cueto, Samarja, Gausman, uh, Smiley, and then Tyler Anderson there. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, the closing situation, we hadn't really gotten any clarity on uh, Tony Watson, wasn't ready to start the season. He was still, uh, you know, dealing with some uh, injury there. He hadn't even gotten any work in uh, as far as spring goes before the shutdown. So now if he's, if he's ready, if he's, if he's healthy, I mean, then uh, we could see Tony Watson start the season as a closer. A couple of guys that I liked were uh, Trevor Gott and Tyler Rogers uh, uh, as far as early closing candidates. But uh, you know, now with Watson, if he's, healthy um to start the season then we could just see him there as the closer other than that i mean yeah there's there's not much else i mean there's there's not much else here as far as value there's very little value as it was as it was to begin with you know so i mean there's just a couple of guys i liked here with like mauricio dubon uh should play a lot of second base and some outfield um didn't you give me a crap because i swore i read it and it looks like it's penciled in this way Billy freaking Hamilton starting in center field. I told you I saw that. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, kidding. yeah. So Dubon will – I mean, he will play some center field. Um, Hamilton will play some center field. Du, uh, so I think I think Dubon will probably get the majority of his of his time at second base, but I think he will also play some some center field. They, they, did, they do have Hamilton there, um, so he'll be there as well. I mean yeah, – well, I'm sure – no, you're right. I just – I remember I, again that episode didn't make it make it to the podcast because it was just really bad sound quality as we have been trying to work through transitioning from one recording platform to another. We're just not yeah. gonna, we're not transitioning anymore. We're gonna stick with what works because audio quality triumphs everything. We we just care about the quality. So we obviously we wait we honestly we recorded an awesome it was a good episode, I thought, about an hour long and we scrapped it because the quality just wasn't up to par and we apologize that you guys couldn't hear it, but Again, we're not going to give you a crappy product. I mean, you can. I mean, unless you think what we do is crappy, then I'm sorry. But as far as the sound goes, it's going to sound good. 
So yeah. it, might, it might be polished turds for all I care. I don't know, man. That's what we call. That's what we call when we get an old truck at work. When we, when we wash a truck, uh, one of the trucks at work that's really old, we just call it polishing a turd because it's really what it is. They're just so crappy. So anyway, I'm off on another tangent. Um, I just, like, again, it goes back. Last thing I was just saying is like a Billy freaking Hamilton news. He, I told you I read that somewhere. I couldn't find it, and it looks like he's penciled in. That's all. I just want to make sure I drive that home that I remember seeing that. I wasn't crazy, and this this just makes me feel less crazy. Cause, yeah. Know, they're showing. So we're, we're running down to these last two teams here, uh, the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, it's the Dodgers. Jimmy Nelson's injured again, as always. I mean. Yeah, man, that's just so unfortunate. It's just one thing after another, you know, ever since that, uh, ever since that shoulder injury. But even though, even with it, even I mean, what was he really gonna do? I mean, right. they, na- they they named their five starters already. They uh, this is a team that wow, they actually have AJ Pollock not starting. Didn't see that coming. But I guess yeah, that makes, I guess that makes sense. That they're putting Lux in for Pollock, even though they're paying Pollock. We'll see if that holds because they're you know they're putting Lux at second, moving Muncie to first base, which pushes Bellinger to center, which takes mm-hmm. Pollock out of the outfield. So. That's worth monitoring. That's interesting because I, I actually have grabbed Pollock late in places, think, think, assuming he somehow was going to keep a job. I don't know. Anyway, um, nothing really to say here. I'm just kind of rambling. No, I mean, I, I like the whole pitching staff, man, I, especially with the shortened season. Uh, if it comes to that, I, yeah, I, I like then In that case, I like the whole pitching staff. You got Kershaw, Bueller, David Price, Julio Urias, Alex Wood. I like, I like all these guys. You can have the entire – you know, Dodgers rotation there. I mean, that is, that's, that would be awesome. It would be. And we already kind of talked about how we like Kenley Jensen uh, more so this year than previous seasons, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin lose, lose a ton of value because of the shortened season, because maybe you thought they would have worked their way into the starting rotation at one point because of injury or whatever. Now with less innings to go around, less injury potential, I, I don't see myself drafting much of May and Gonsolin this uh, spring or this you know this offseason. Yeah, figured figured you were going to agree. Last team, because I'm trying not to fall asleep here, <laughs> the, <laughs> and I'm like I'm like I'm joking, but I'm not. Like I'm actually my eyes are getting really. Heavy. You can do it, Mike. You just just push through this last team here. We got the Diamondbacks. It, it's a good team, and there's no JP Crawford on them. So. <laughs> yeah. So we can get through this, but Diamondbacks, lay it on me, man. I don't see nothing. Right? Yeah. So uh, I think I think you you like Luke Weaver too, right? I think we were both kind of. I'm okay. Yeah, he's good. His changeup is really not good. It's a really good changeup. Yeah. So they were talking about you know uh, limiting him, but uh, you know during spring training they were talking about limiting him this season. So. Uh, maybe that's something that we don't necessarily have to concern ourselves with uh, anymore. Other than that, I mean, Merrill as Kelly, far as like, looks like Merrill Kelly's out and Zach Gallon's in, which again, Gallon should be in the lineup. But there was remember all the talks about Gallon not being a starter. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I didn't buy into that one bit. That's yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think there's really any movers here. As far as value goes, you know, they got their lineup pretty much set. Um, that rotation, the bullpen, you got Archie Bradley. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's really not not much else here. Um, 
No need, no need to force it then. We're trying, but nope. Right. A, a guy that I did like was, you know, uh, Josh Rojas. But, uh, you know, with the shortened season, who knows uh, how much he can contribute there. And he kind of oh. needed, like, a, a trade or an injury anyways. Yeah, and the, all he did was sign players like Cole Calhoun and such. So, all right. On that note, that's going to do it, man. It was a lot of fun. I'm yeah. really, really tired. Um <laughs> <laughs> of course guys if you want to hit us up on twitter or you know follow us of course we appreciate it it's um i'm mike you can follow me follow me on twitter at mike underscore curlin george is at roto underscore nino again guys we appreciate you listening if you want to follow all things bases loaded there's basesloadnetwork.com uh you can follow us on twitter and instagram at bases loaded fbn that's bases loaded fbn as in fantasy baseball network as always, guys, we just truly appreciate you all listening and taking the time to join us. Again, we hope that we can help you pass this time. And I know it's a tough time for all of us, so stick with us, and we will try to get you through it with some form of entertainment. But um, other than that, uh, we appreciate listening as always, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>